My organic matter show these days is not just to do with gardening anymore because there's so many other things that we have to consider. Whether it's the change in the climate, the extreme weather, the extreme storms. The other one that comes up, and this is for a personal reason, I have a, a grandchild that doesn't quite have the uh, immune system that all of us do. So we have to be a little bit more careful of the things he's around. And among them that we've been alerted about is a thing called volatile organic compounds. Of course, the initials VOCs and the health dangers of VOCs. Well, here's what's interesting. If they're dangerous for him, are they? what do they do to the average citizen? Where they are hiding and how to avoid them, we have to watch on a, on a constant basis. But... It's really not that far from things we should be thinking about. Products that you use in your home and your office every day emit gases that can really be harmful to your health. Both right away and after extended exposure is what, what bothers me the most. These gases are known as volatile organic compounds, or if you look, VOCs is, is the, uh, the acronym for them. And they're emitted from a whole slew of items, so much so that there's a pretty good chance that your new home, office, or car, as a matter of fact, even that shiny new airplane you just took your last business trip in, are literally bathing you in chemical cocktails you're totally unaware of. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, concentrations of VOCs are consistently up to 10 times higher indoors than outdoors. That's what brought this whole thing on. We always think we're in the indoors, we have our air conditioner on, everything's filtered. No. In many cases, the air outside's the safer of the two. Other studies have found that certain organic compounds, the average levels are two to five times higher in indoor air than outdoor air. What kind of bugs me the most about it, however, is that immediately after using certain products, such as the one that Biggie, for instance, is paint strippers, studies have found that VOCs may not be 50 times higher, 100 times higher, but 1,000 times higher than background outdoor levels and certainly not safe for you. I won't run you through a whole list, but I'm going to list a few of them that are in like the top 10 uh, problem with VOCs that are so prolific in our environment and we're totally unaware of them. Number one I already named is paints and paint strippers. Anytime you see the word wood preservatives, most aerosol cans, which is a little scary, many of the cleansers and disinfectants you use on a daily basis, moth and bug repellents, of course, most air fresheners. When they have those advertisements, they're actually putting bad stuff in the air so you can't smell the stuff that smells bad. It's not a good trade-off. And I could go on. Dry-cleaned clothing, not a good idea. A number of, especially the older upholstery fabrics, though they've kind of changed them over. Of course, things like tobacco smoke, duh. You know, we, we've all known about that. The older carpets, the new carpets, will can tell you if they're low VOC. And the only other thing that surprised me was their unbelievable amount of VOCs in cosmetics. Who would have thought that cosmetics can give you sometimes many more times exposure per use than 
a lot of other things you could at least kind of suspect. But girls, ladies, I happen not to wear any cosmetics. <laughs> uh, be careful and be sure and read your, your cosmetics containers carefully. And you should know you love the smell of a new car, for instance, but new materials such as those used in new homes and new cars tend to outgas far more VOCs than older materials and may decrease in VOCs, of course, as time goes by because they oxidize. For instance, according to researchers at Australia's Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization, I quote, quote them because I've been there and my kids live in Australia, okay, total VOCs in the indoor air of new buildings is on an average 20 to 40 megagrams per cubic meter, while established buildings have VOCs generally below 1 milligram per cubic meter, which is very as safe as we can get. As a matter of fact, because I do love it, and I, I hate that I say that, the heavy mixture of VOCs that gives those new vehicles you love, their characteristic new car smell is indeed overloads of VOCs. Now with some regulation, automakers do try to limit the most potent VOC emitting items. However, the result is that the cars may longer have that, what we call great smell that consumers seem to love. Good for the health, but potentially <laughs> probably not so good for the car business. Ironically, and I find this really almost humorous in a very morbid way, automakers have come up with a quick fix, though. They now add artificial, but safe, thank goodness, new car smell to their vehicles when they send them out to be tested. And I don't want to be an over and an alarmist here, because while some VOCs cause no known health effects, it just smells, folks, that's true, others are known to be highly toxic. Their effects vary and are dependent upon a few factors that you at least need to take into consideration. Number one, of course, is the length of time you're exposed to them. Think about that. Brand new car, you drive it every day, 10 minutes a day, go home and come back, it's all right. But you drive it three hours a day, yeah, you expose yourself to some heavy VOCs. The rate at which the VOC is off-gassed, and that has a lot to do with the way it's built and what's in it. And if you're in a building, like an office building, especially a new one, the building's ventilation capacity makes a big difference. And whether you were exposed to a combination of chemicals, okay, or a single chemical for a longer period is very questionable, but little doubt is exposed. The more combination uh, of exposure you get, the more complex it probably is to your body. Just in general, you'll know. If your eyes are irritating and you go into a new building or a new car, you get nose and throat irritation. Of course, if you've been in that car while well you get a headache or dizziness. Um, if it's really bad or getting worse, even memory impairment short term, you may not, you might, you may not relate that to, to what you've been breathing in. And the really bad news is for people that live in these buildings or work in these buildings, it increases your chances of cancer damage to the liver, kidney, and in certain situations, even the central nervous system, and, and even loss of coordination if, if, if you get over, I want to use the word OD, overdosed on VOC. One more little caveat that I never thought about, but you need to know, especially with your new car. The VOCs are there. Even now, they're there. Unfortunately, you let that car sit in the sun or you let that temperature rise. And the more that temperature rises, the more volatile 
the VOCs are to your body. And finally, I'll quit beating this thing to death. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, at present, there's not enough known about the health effects that occur with normal or what they call background levels of VOCs in your house, especially a new house. That said, reducing your exposure as much as possible is certainly a good idea. It's a prudent measure to protect the health of yourself and your loved ones, especially your children. There's a few tips I'm going to give you, okay? It's not a big deal, but you, you need to think about them. Switch, please, only to natural cleaning supplies in your home. One of the, the I don't know how much they've changed it, but there was a point when even though you were using a thing called Lysol, it was supposed to be really protects you from all the microbes and everything. It was one of the higher VOC things you could use in your house. Filter your home's air with a good air filter. Buy, spend up a, a grade. If you've got those little $1.19 or $1.99 filters in, in your air conditioning system, go to the bigger one. Spend it. Spend three or four bucks or five a piece. They really do make a difference. They, there is a rating on them and they do make your air cleaner with lower VOCs in your entire home. If you've been using chemistry, dispose of those partially used chemicals. Vapors leak Incidentally, even from closed containers, that sounds strange, but it really is happening. When you purchase chemicals, purchase only the amount you use and use it right away, which I, don't, I just don't use them. I can't imagine a chemical you can't find something that's probably at least equal in, and not as volatile to your body or, or to your, your kids. Contact if you, if you have any questions, contact your city or county for proper disposal of household hazardous waste and get rid of them. And one particular problem I've had for years, and this is really strange because at one time, believe it or not, I drove a dry cleaning truck as a summer job while I was a college student. But try to choose an environmentally friendly dry cleaner. Like there's a one called uh, Greener Cleaners in a lot of parts of the nation now. It's sort of a franchise thing. But perchloroethylene, folks, the chemical that is used most widely in dry cleaning is a high VOC actually listed as a cancer-causing chemical. Actually listed on the MSDS, Material Safety Data Sheet. You go look it up as a known carcinogen, and yet they use it to clean your clothes and your children's clothes and your husband and your wife's clothes. And incidentally, tests have shown that people do breathe in levels of this chemical while wearing dry, clean clothing, and in homes where the clothings are stored, it's even higher. Environmentally friendly cleaners do not use this chemical. So ask about it before you even drop your clothing off. You're better off wearing dirty clothes if you can't find one. Well, as usual, I've probably beat another dead horse to death, but, but I just think that, that part of organic matters, part of living healthy, a part of being good to your children and and your parents and your grandparents and, and the environment around you is being aware of these things. And a decade ago, the information wasn't even available. And then you have to say, well, I was naive. It was like when we put DDT out and found out it's really dangerous. Well, now we know these VOCs are here. And to quote an old Southern statement, because I'm from South Georgia, they ain't good for you folks. There's no doubt about that. 
Take the extra buck, spend the extra 30 minutes to figure it out, and bring home things that are not dangerous to your children, not dangerous to your pets, that when it goes down your sink, it doesn't end up polluting the water, because everywhere your sink goes, folks, ends up in the waterway. Where do you think it's going? It's all part of the big picture that I always bring this up, man, probably too often, as we approach 8 billion, 8 billion, I think that's 14 zeros, of us, we need to be more and more careful of how we take care of this little aquarium we call our Earth. It's the only place we've got, we've got to learn to take care of it. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.